Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Achieve Your Best. My name is Ellie Nieves and I'm a speaker, a writer, and a leadership coach. I'm also the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women, where I coach women and entrepreneurs so that they can develop the confidence and leadership skills that they need to achieve their best in every area of their lives. To learn more about Leadership Strategies for Women, you can visit my webpage at www.leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com. And if you sign up for my monthly newsletter, you will receive seven leadership strategies for success in life and business. The topic of our show today is how to become the CEO of Me Incorporated. Our guest is Rod Colon, the founder and CEO of the Empowering Today's Professionals Network, or the ETP Network. Rod is going to share key strategies that will help you to shift your focus and help you to take your career and business to the next level. The ETP Network founder and CEO, Rod Colon, has a unique perspective on what it takes to succeed in today's global economy. Rod shares his 24 years of experience as a corporate human resource management insider, outside agency recruiter, professional networker, and career coach through an unusual yet common sense approach to networking and career management. His in-depth knowledge of international staffing, recruiting, and networking gives Rod a unique ability to both coach and consult today's professionals and executives around the world. Rod, welcome to the show. Oh, my pleasure, Ellie. Thank you so much, uh, and happy Thanksgiving. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. I hope you're not too full on turkey and left no. over. We're, we're, always, uh, we're always excited and, uh, yes, a little full, but uh, full of energy. <laughs> Great. So, Rod, just to get us started, um, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Sure. I, uh, I worked in um, corporate human resources at uh, J.P. Morgan. Um, and then I spent about a year and a half, I moved over to, to Bankers Trust, which is now Deutsche Bank, in recruitment as well. Um, my time at J.P. Morgan was in the technology recruiting and executive recruiting as well. And uh, over at Bankers Trust was essentially on the consulting recruitment side. We had about 600 consultants, uh, about a budget of $23 million. And since 97, I've been on my own doing, uh, as far as international recruitment, nationwide as well, um, coaching, and, um, and certainly uh, overseeing uh, this beautiful uh, little passion team of the ETP Network itself. And what inspired you to begin the ETP Network? You know, Ellie, that's a really good question. Um, as a recruiter, success or failure is dependent on how well you can guide individuals uh, when they're on stage, when they're at the interview. And uh, so, we, so, so we had to teach and coach and guide, and it, it, what I found is that similar issues, mistakes, errors, mindset, um, and I would get questions on these things throughout the week, and I thought, you know, why don't we put this together in, in some type of a format so I'm not duplicating or saying the same thing over and over again. So we went to a, and just really out of the blue, I said, oh, why don't we get a little conference call together many years ago, and uh, on a Sunday night at 7, 7 p.m., we would have a conference call. I called it 60 Minutes with Rod, and uh, it, there we, it began. And I was competing with 60 Minutes on CBS. So from there, we then began to say, well, this is really good information. We should 
put it together in some type of a web. And so we developed a website, etpnetwork.com. From there, leaders began, said, you know, Rod, can I do more? How can I help here? And we said, you know, let's run some events. So we now have events from New York to Philadelphia and Charlotte, and we're getting looking at other events, you know, to help individuals uh, manage their career as a business. The, the whole concept is that when um, when an individual is uh, managing their career as a business, we find them to be much more empowered. And so, in essence, kind of going back to the question, which is why, is that. For me to be an excellent recruiter and generate income to take care of my family, the better I coach, the better the results were. And, um, and so in, in putting together this, this knowledge base, this best practices evolved into the ETP network, which by and large is made up of thousands of volunteers and helpers and, and contributors. So, uh, you know, we're really excited about what has evolved. There was really no, you know, many years ago there wasn't a thought, oh, let's put this together. It just has evolved. What a great concept. And you mentioned that you host events. What kind of events do you host? Yeah, we we host events specifically. Um, well, in, from we have one in New York, in Oakland, New Jersey, Scotch Plains, um, Tom's River, um, Princeton area, and, and, and Metro Philadelphia and Upper Darby, and, and in Charlotte. And these events are, in essence, two hours long. And there's um, individuals get to network in our style of networking. There's also some training involved as well, you know, for the CEO, and these training topics could be from, you know, the resume or what we call the proposal to uh, styles and tips on networking, um, interviewing tips, all the things that it, it, that you need in managing your career as a business is what we train. So not only is the event um, networking, it's also training, and certainly motivating as well. So you know, we always want to make sure that in each event we, we cover three areas, which is one, your ability to share your story, your pitch, your, 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 you know, what your mission is about as, as an individual, as a business owner. Two, that you get some training, some education. Um, and the third thing is the ability to network. And so those are our core three themes um, for each event that we run. Wonderful. And I, I love that you encourage employees to think of themselves as a business. How did you develop this concept? And you mentioned a little bit about why, but how did you develop it? Well, once again, to me, uh, Ellie is always, um, as, as a, I guess, a, you know, Really, a teacher is really where I should have gone as far as in college, really to educate, because that's, that's my love and passion. And when an individual comes and, and there's a, hmm, that's interesting to me, it's always about finding a solution or finding a way to help that individual um, get beyond the hurdle, the, the, the mental block. Uh, so, for instance, the thought of, being the CEO of me and, and also from a perspective of working is that uh, in human resources, in many years of, of you know, working inside an organization, certainly there is a board of directors or stakeholders for the corporation itself. And in human resource, my role was to really to provide and protect for the organization, the board of directors, the stakeholders. And sometimes, and most of the time, um, the goals of the board of directors are in line with the goals of the employees. 
But there are times, especially when it's about uh, when it comes to numbers and, and expenses, and the organization is re redirecting its resources and, and its products and services that they may not be uh, certainly in the best interest of the company, but not in the best interest of the CEO of Me Inc. That business. So when we started thinking about you know business to business relationships versus uh, employee to employer relationship, um, it really was in the best interest of all concerned, uh, specifically the employee, knowing that their time at that organization um, is like any vendor has at a client. There is a, 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 a time set. So the thought of being married, uh, as many as we grew up to know, well, you know, get a good education and find a great job and retire, well, the laws of, and the rules have changed. Uh, so now uh, what we've been helping and educating individuals is that the relationship you have with your employer is a great relationship, but one that's based on business-to-business -business relationship. Um, you, you're a business. You're the vendor providing a service to the organization. When that service is no longer required um, or when that service is no longer in your best interest, it's your right and their right to then move on. You know, so at least the thought of when you leave um, the organization by either your choice or their choice, it's simply a business relation. It's not that, you know, I did something wrong, I can't believe it, misplaced loyalties. It's simply a service that you're providing to an organization. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, to all of our uh, listeners, if you are interested in asking Rod a question live on the show, you can call in at 347-202-0226. Again, that's 347-202-0226. Or if you're listening from your computer, you can ask a question uh, on the, in the chat room that we've uh, set up for our radio program today. And it looks like there might be a caller with a question. I'm going to go ahead and bring that uh, caller on air. Rod, if you give me one quick second. Sure. Caller, you're on air. Yeah, hi, thanks for taking my call. How's everyone? Good, thank you. Doing well. Uh, thanks. That's great. Uh, listen, I have my own. I was curious if you could, uh, if you don't mind, I understand if you don't want to, give advice. I have my own business. Would that be all right? Go on ahead. Okay, uh, I have my own business and I provide product, products, which I think uh, at least there are some people that would want. Uh, I think it's been a, a factor throughout the years, maybe even centuries. I, you know, I could be wrong, though. But I, my business doesn't seem to be doing well. And, uh, you know, in terms of advertising, I, I don't do a lot of mainstream advertising. I do a lot of small advertising here and there. I think it spreads more by word of mouth. I'm not doing terribly bad, but uh, I, I would think maybe, maybe I could be doing better in my business. Any advice maybe you can give me if you don't mind? Sure. Your, your name, sir? Yeah, Bobby from Los Angeles. Bobby. All right. Hey, Bobby, great, great question. And certainly um, in, in our perspective is that each of us are running a business. <clears throat> we call it Me Inc., our career, but within running our Me Inc. business, we actually provide services. And let's take y y your skill, Bobby, as far as your products and services that you have. The first thing is to articulate clearly what is it that you do very well. So tell me, Bobby, what, just real brief, what is the business that, um, that you provide to the, to the public? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm a pimp, and I have my own hookers. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Rod, I just took that caller off air. Okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
We're going to ignore that caller. We're going to pretend that call never came in. Sure. But you know what, uh, Ellie, what we'll do is let's say uh, Bobby, uh, because this is actually is a very good question. Let's take Bobby said project manager. And what we want to do specifically then is, is analyze what is it that he does very well as a project manager, and let's say it's project manager in financial services technology. Then the second step that Bobby would want to do is specifically go into um, what's market demand. And there are two ways of judging market demand. One is by finding out through, and we use Indeed.com, I-N-D-E-E-D.com, and find what the spot market is for project management, financial services, technology. Real quick, Bobby will know specifically what his demand is, and then we also will look at the, the hidden job market as well, which is finding individuals who, who does what he does and also hires what he does. And that we use LinkedIn and connecting the dots. In our seven-step job search methodology, which all businesses do, and that's what we incorporate individuals to say, let's see and approach how companies um, do business and, and find clients. And it's no different for the individual themselves in finding work for themselves. So the first key thing is, what is it that you do really well and second, what is it that you do, you know, from a perspective, you know, what is the market demand for what you do? Once you have that lined up, the real, really the rest of the work is about people, and if you have a powerful network or leveraging a powerful network, at the same time as having good paperwork and building a good case, as well as um, your ability to think business-like, ownership-like, really helps in this process. So, um, although Bobby was, uh, you know, playing around or whatever, certainly he should not have any issues, from what I understand, based on uh, uh, what he does versus market demand. This really uh, should be seamless. Rod, thank you so much for being uh, graceful. And uh, just uh, for all the listeners and callers, there are people that are tuning in because they are serious about their careers and they're serious about their futures and their businesses. And I just want to ask you to just be respectful of, of, of our guests and of the topic of the radio program. Uh, this really just isn't the, the right thing to do. Uh, but, uh, again, Rod, I really appreciate that you are uh, as graceful as you are and that you addressed it as professionally as you did. Ah, no problem. My pleasure. <laughs> so, Rod, um, you wrote a great blog post last week uh, that was entitled, Commit to it and Hold Yourself Accountable. And which is what actually prompted me to call you and ask you to be a guest on our show. Can sure. you walk us through some of the principles that you talked about in that blog post? Sure. I, the, the thing, Ellie, as far as for me is that so much of what we do um, benefits others. And those who benefit the most is our family our children, our spouses, our significant others. Um, you name it. It, they're going to benefit from it. So, so that being the case, we want to be the best that we can. We want, and the, really, the goal is to achieve excellence as the CEO of Miank. Why? Because it's not only in our personal best interest, but it's in our personal board of directors' best interest as well. Our family. Okay. So, knowing that, and now being on my own since '97 and working from home, it's been key that, you know, that I 
we commit to a certain daily you know work habit and but but what's running it so in helping individuals and in helping our goal of the of the network itself there, there are a couple of clear things which is one and what 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 the statement is for those who haven't read is as ceo of rod inc we call it me inc but to replace the me with your name i have a responsibility to run my business for the benefit of my board of directors and that's my family i have business decisions to make geared at maximizing my profitability in selling my value proposition. So it's all about my business. It's not personal. It's not emotional. It's not the good and bad. It's simply the business that I'm running. I have no excuses. And certainly when we're working with individuals and coaching and guiding them, we're going to hear as coaches many different excuses. But when we're running a business, these are now business reasons why they are or not doing it and risk for doing it and not doing it. So it's now a difference between emotionally, I want to, I don't, I hate this, I can't believe it, to now running the business of me and much more risk management and the reasons for doing it. Even if we're not interested or don't like to do it, the reason of like or not like is not a business rationale. It's about is it in the best interest of our business. So we continue, jobs, employers, layoffs, et cetera, are not personal, just part of business. Um, I do not think of giving an honest day's work for a day's pay, although I do that and more. Instead, I am a business owner. And this is the core. I'm a business owner providing an honest service at a good price to a valued client. In order to get a client, I need to establish my value proposition, evaluate the geographic market and what I'm selling, my skills and experience, and understand that I may need to modify one or other depending on supply and demand. It's so key. What is it that I do? What's market demand? So the four key things that I work on is, is the goal of making sure that on Sunday night, I'm excited about Monday. And we talk about the concept of where passion and income intersect. And that's our goal. Because certainly it's, it's great for us as the individual you know, business owner, but it also then, you know, the, the family and those around you are, are seeing the best of you as well, excited, and also that you know, income is coming in. Second is that once we've, we've identified where passion and income intersect, then we want to make sure as all good business owners is that we develop some type of disaster recovery, a backup plan, a God forbid something happens to what we really enjoy doing. So that's two. Three is to make sure as a business, um, and, and this is very true internationally when I travel abroad that the thought of generating income from multiple sources is commonplace internationally but yet hasn't really grabbed foot here grabbed hold here in the United States it will because of the economic conditions but key is to make sure that you're generating multiple sources of income but the key is that does not conflict with the primary source of income or what we call the anchor tenant. Make sure that what you're doing sideline doesn't compromise what you're doing with your anchor tenant. And goal four is as, as business owners, it's important that we network. And that whole concept of networking is one based on from a business perspective of helping, supporting others, understanding what their goals are and the ability for them then to reciprocate. Um, in essence, business books and, and, and psych psychology books and all that, when working as far as connections and contacts, indicate that the most we can actually have, how many relationships can we carry in one period of time, the number that consistently comes out is 200. So if we can have on a consistent basis 200 relationships that vary, 
then we want to make sure those 200 relationships are the best that we can have. And certainly we can then um, use a, a, a tool, you know, certainly an application called LinkedIn, um, where we can track our 200 individuals, and then now we know who they know in this uh, ability to help and support each other um, and reciprocate. So that's kind of why you know, the commitment to it and then hold yourself accountable is make that statement as a business owner of managing your career as a business and hold yourself accountable to that. Wonderful. And I love that you mentioned LinkedIn because it really is an outstanding tool when it comes to uh, building your network. And uh, I think a lot of people might hear uh, the number 200 and think, wow, I don't know 200 people. But once you go on LinkedIn and you start building your network, you realize that your network expands just beyond your immediate contacts. Your contacts, is, you know, their networks also become part of your network, and you quickly see how you can quickly get that 200 people in your network. Agreed. Agreed. Now, Rod, we have a question in our chat room, and the question is, is there a problem with changing companies due to a better opportunity? And the follow-up question with that is, how often should you change jobs or positions? And that question came in from T.K. Woods. Thanks, T.K., for the question. Sure. Well, let's think of it from a business, because in answering it's from a business perspective. Um, should an individual who's currently employed as a business look for other clients? The answer is, you, as a business, we're always looking for other clients. The question is, is it better? Is it, is it going to be more money? Is it going to be closer to home? Is it going to give you information, education, training, expertise in other areas? Is the title going to change? Is there a compelling reason in, that's in your best interest and your board of directors to move? So those things have to be evaluated from a business perspective, not just personally, but really the business of you. So if there is a compelling reason, financial or otherwise, that you know, makes it so, then yes, there should be no reason why you should not leave. But certainly as a, as a good business owner, you think about it from the perspective of risk, risk management, certainly financial, and any other things that come to play that are important. There might be an individual that actually um, looks at an opportunity that's actually less money, but the opportunity is it moves them into an industry that they know that over the next 15, 20, 30 years is going to be on the growth. So they may take less to be in an industry that it's going to be significantly better or to go into something that they're much more um, excited about. You can actually have an individual in, in working our program with multiple sources of income that they may actually, their passion, what they really love to do, they can't because they can't afford to earn less. So their sideline income can actually help them to generate income so that in their nine to five opportunity, they're doing something that they love, making less, but it's okay because they're generating income from other sources. So, you know, that's the whole concept there. Now, what was the second part of the question, Ellie? Uh, hold on. Let me pop it back up on my chat room here. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It, about the frequency. Yeah, the second question is, how often should you change jobs or positions? Right. Once again, how often should a company change clients, depending on the business rationale? Um, if you're in one company for 15 years and you're satisfied 
and it's 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 reciprocative that it's both supporting they're, they're, you're generating income you're providing of good value you're learning your career is growing your business is doing well then why leave there's no need to leave if an organization uh, you've landed um, in essence you you were earning a hundred and fifty thousand but because of the economic conditions you settled for a position that you're now earning seventy five thousand you know they know they got you on the uh, as a, the economic rate and and after six months or nine months of working and really performing a great work for them and they do not have the resources or budget to pay you what the market demand is at that point then you have a business decision to make as to staying with them or leaving them it's not just I'm leaving just for the money there are other reasons as well but make them business decisions business rationale for you and your board of directors rather than an impulse or saying you know every two years I need to change think of it from a business rationale if it makes business sense then do it. If it doesn't, don't. That's great advice. Thank you for sharing that, Rod. Sure. And Rod, what advice do you have for employees who are interested in starting their own businesses at this point in time, given the economy? And you've already shared some advice, but you know, as someone who actually started his own business and who's been doing it rather successfully, what do you think those people should be thinking about? Well, one is, you know, I would agree. Absolutely great question. Um, what individuals need to think about is, one, they're running a business. So I think the first thing is around being having that mindset of business ownership. Uh, many individuals who have never run a business um, think everything is going to be handed to them. Flyers will be given to them. People are going to do work for them for free. There's really no investment of their time or their money. There's no, you know, it's just going to fall on their laps. Well, that's not a business. In business, first, it's the mindset of understanding what it is, the, the investment, the training, the money, the commitment, the amount of time, the consistency. So first of all, is about you know, resetting the, the mindset to one that you're running a business. Second, then we go into what is the business? What are the things that you enjoy doing or that you do that the market demands? So once we can get to that point of, of what market demands, um, and, and here is where LinkedIn really comes in handy because as a business owner, you want to tap potential clients. Well, to do that, you want to find mentors. And these mentors are individuals that you've networked with who are now going to you know, extend themselves, help you give good counsel, good advice, good wisdom regarding what it is that you're looking to do. So before actually going and doing it, you actually ask you know, these you know, network mentors um, for advice. For me, when I decided to leave corporate was for a year, and certainly this wasn't planned out, but this is how it happened. For a year, I was discussing with individuals who, do, who did what I was looking to do. And I asked them, what do you think? Could I do it? How would I do it? What's the move? What's the right time? Could I work with you if I did it? And over that period of time, over a year, and I was thinking about it, considering it, till I made the decision. But once I made the decision, there was a six-month commitment on my part, which it was probably the hardest I ever worked, the number of phone calls, what I had to do, all that. But I did have a base of individuals to work with and a base of individuals who were supportive to help me with leads. And for, for that, I am you know, eternally grateful to those early mentors who kind of got me out of the corporate mindset to one of running you know, my, my business um, on my own. That's great advice. 
And now, Rod, we're down to our last two minutes of the show, and I wanted you to share with our callers how they can get in touch with you. Well, quite a few ways. Well, uh, the the ETP network, my love, my passion. We run it uh, practically as a not-for-profit. It's a volunteer run. Uh, they could find me at uh, ETP Network. That's Empowering Today's Professionals Network. ETPNetwork.com, and my phone number is seven three two three six seven five five eight zero. And as far as my personalized one-to-one coaching, I do have a for-profit business, and that is Shape My Career. And they can find me at www.shapemycareer.com, same number, 732-367-5580. And do you have any upcoming events? Yeah, our next event this week will be in uh, Philadelphia. It will be in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania at St. Lawrence Church for the ETP Network. Myself and my good buddy uh, Ernie Russell will be running our, our next ETP event. Fabulous. And uh, thank you so much again, Rod. You've provided our listeners with some wonderful information that has really, uh, I'm sure, caused a lot of people to think and reconsider where they are in both their careers and in their businesses. And to all my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you're on Facebook or on Twitter, I would love to connect with you. You can find me uh, on Twitter on www.twitter.com backslash Ellie Nieves. That's E-L-L-I-E. Nieves is N as in Nancy, I-E-V as in Victor, E-S as in Sam. You can also check me out uh, on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash Leadership Strategies for Women. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. For all of you who uh, listened and uh, submitted uh, productive questions. And until next time, God bless. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rod. Have a great one. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.